Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me again I have... James Ross, Brian Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Ben Meredith. And who are you playing? Sebastian McGaffigan, Hamid Salah Haroon Al-Tahan, Sasha Rackett, Zolf Smith. And I am your GM, and I'm alive! We're all alive! Yay! Which is good! Hello. I'm not! <laughs> I'm made of asbestos. Yes, yeah, so first things first... Thank you to everyone for bearing with us. This is our first recording since everything went a bit wrong, and we're back in our old studio, which looks a lot like James's flat. 
Funny that. Funny that. It's, we recreated it. Yeah, very faithfully. Papier mache and Broken the skulls dreams. of our ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your donations have gone to? I mean, like plaster and breeze blocks would have been like easier, but nah. <laughs> no. nah. skulls. Yeah. So many skulls. Not, I've got a lot of enemies. Well, I had a lot of enemies. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. In all seriousness, thanks to everyone who offered help and support. Uh, like we've already said on social media and so on. Thankfully, it's all fine. We're just amazingly grateful that people decided to try and help out but honestly we're okay so thank you a lot we really appreciate the support and for bearing with us while we were getting things back on track now it's been a while for us but i think we're going to need a recap for everyone given how things have been so last things that happened the party were on their way out into the continent and briefly stopped over at dover dover's now flooding there was a little bit of a period where zolf was kind of arrested uh, you know yeah. but you know had a surprisingly nice time I but had a lovely time nice discovered, new passion. discovered new passion it's always good and the single female lawyer came to the rescue with the help of basically everyone else well, with, with the help of <laughs> it was Sasha a, it was a team Murphy. effort i agree i, I think agree. mostly my staying out of the way and getting excited by seafood that was <laughs> sasha's input and after that, what ended up happening was Zolf, Hamid, and Sasha took a little bit of a... We made a wager. A little bit of a... Yeah, you made a bet. Swim. We had a swim. It was lovely. Mm. In the ocean. And this, the, the, the like, is this what it's like all the time? Bit of a paddle. <laughs> drowning. So it was a race. It was a race to uh, the fanciest hotel in Calais. Mm. And with most of the party departing on a, a boat to teach Zolf a lesson from his uh, superiors, mm -hmm. which went well, but not quite as well as Bertie, who bribing his way onto the tunnel despite the fact that it should have been closed, rerouting an enormous amount of dangerous power through a train, potentially hurting people. Using a combination of brute force and money. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly getting lost and managing to dig his way through slime at the other end. The race was still on, but I think that Hamid just about managed to uh, pip you to it in the end. Well, no, because Hamid then paused to allow Bertie to go first. Yes. Also, the bet was between Zolf and Bertie, not between Zolf Ooh. and Hamid. Who said it us? It was us, it was our party. Was it? Doing, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was right. This group versus you group. But I the was important thing is that you won either way. Good. Yeah. So, <laughs> in will... character, winning is definitely the most important thing, so that's fine. Karen. We will pick up after a little bit of time has passed. We will say that Bertie successfully managed to book into an ambassadorial suite at C, which was the incredibly, incredibly so sharp it'll cut you hip and happening sort of minimalist hotel. It was all very, very chic. And you are in your sort of suite having had a little bit of time to decompress and not want to kill every single person in the world with Hamid there. Meanwhile, Zolf and Sasha, for the sake of speed, will say that you have managed to hitchhike your way to Calais, having... Uh, I had a great time. I saw a lovely journey. And a whole tree. A whole tree. It was great. And there was a cow, which I thought was a horse, but different. But it was a cow, because they're different, you can tell because the others. I found out that horses do not have others. That was a long story. So we'll pick up with, well, it's been absolutely lovely days, but I think I'm going to go off and we're going to have to get ourselves a new bit of a car. So have a lovely time. Hope it's good. Hope everything's great. And I've got some winnings to pay. Yeah, well, I hope you... Thanks, thanks. It was great. It was like, it was well good. We was, it was so fast. And then when it exploded, that was pretty cool as well. It, it was both hit and happening, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. yeah, like well happening. She uh, reaches out and tries to sort of fist bump and do something cool, but doesn't really know what to do. So just 
gives you a hug in the end. <laughs> Sasha tries to grab her hand <laughs> and sort of like, push it away. Like paper, scissors, stone. It's all, yeah. it's all very awkward for everyone involved. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, what she tries to do, she begins to assume it's a kind of weak faint and like, <laughs> like goes in to kind of almost like mock stab her in the back and then that gets pulled into a, pulled into a hug. <laughs> and she's there holding the dagger behind the back of this lovely old woman, very confused. Oh, oh you're a good hugger. You're a good hugger. Oh, and then finally over to... <laughs> it's just me holding my trunk. <laughs> Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if someone begins to come at Sasha, she's going to try and stab yeah. him in uh, the back. Yeah. yeah, good luck with the grand tour. She just comes over, with no ado, gives Zolf a big old smack on the lips. Bye! And just trots off, doesn't mm. even look back. Mm. Trotting off into the Alright, Zolf. Mm. Alright, in there, are we? Mm. Ooh, right. Mm. Yeah. You can invite her up to your hotel room. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go see where... Uh... I've forgotten their names, I'm so shocked. Hamidon. Hamidon Bertie. <laughs> right, you were quite right. It's quite the quite the effect that had on you, did it? Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that this conversation's happening as you start <laughs> heading into Calais. Alright, uh what room is the best one? Because we like we know is there a loud man there? Because we probably know him. Falcons all over the place. <laughs> you know, angry looking, shouty. So, like I said, skipping ahead to the foyer, the uh, person behind the desk wearing a, a suit that has no buttons, no no collar, it's it's just a effectively... <laughs> it's, it's, it's like an incredibly stylish onesie. It's clear that this hotel <laughs> thinks it's extremely, extremely hip and happy. So everyone dressed like they would be in the island. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Very minimalist. It's just black and white. That's it. How That's it. How can he any daggers at all in that outfit? Well, I don't think he's supposed to. He sort of looks down. Sasha um, is baffled because that's what she <laughs> thought the function Hamid, of Hamid clothes was. Hamid will have told the, the front desk to expect We will two cut additional to guests. the interior of the room, at which point a bell starts ringing and there is a rattle from the speaking tube beside the front door. Bertie is wearing a dressing gown that is so thick that he looks a little bit like a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking a mint julep. Is everything back as it should be? Everything is back as uh, it should be. Yeah, yes. Hamid is in a, a classic uh, silk smoking jacket and rather warm pyjamas, uh, <laughs> drinking a Irish hot chocolate. Nice. Brutor is wearing a Noel Coward style smoking jacket. He's got he's got a little harness put up so over his head so that it looks a little bit like a muzzle, but it's just got like a long cigarette holder <laughs> with a cigarette in the end. Uh, Br- Br- Brutor's lounging. He's having yeah. a good time. I, I answer the, uh, <laughs> speak, the speaking horn. Oh. Uh, there are some people here in the lobby. We believe that they are your guests. Would you like us to send them? All right, Hamid. <laughs> Thank you so it's much, up. Francois. Please send them up directly. You're very welcome, sir. Um, yeah. So Francois behind the desk gestures for you. There's an elevator or a lift, depending on where you're from, which is an unusual one, not much of them in London. Actually, having walked through Calais, both uh, Zolf and Sasha, it's it's quite advanced. Like, there's a lot of flashy technology. It's very much more cosmopolitan than London was, and um, much more busy. Bustling. Calais is more cosmopolitan than London. Yes, yes it is. Okay, alright. Indeed. And it's, it's not more crowded, mm-hmm. but it is certainly more cosmopolitan. And so, yeah, you presumably head up to the suite? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> Out of character, yes, we do. Um, in cool. character, well, like, yeah, well, in it. Well, yeah, it's great. Of course we do, Alex, my dear. Okay. <laughs> so you head up in the lift and, yeah, ding, you open to your own floor. There is a front door immediately opposite the lift. Um, you'd still have to knock to get in and so on. Can I pay for all of this? I, I, I don't know. 
Fair enough. Like, it's pretty grand. All right, uh, thank you very much. To the bell got. Sure. Bing! Door goes down. You're now just in a tiny porch together. Right. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Come on in. Uh, put your feet up. Ah, Mr. Smith, Ms. Rackett, a very creditable second place. I was going to say, I can tell by the look on your face that you won. Yes, and my presence here. Mm. Right. Well, well done. Well done. Does that mean that he doesn't have to shut up for like a week? No, no, quite the opposite, young lady. <laughs> I shall be narrating my victory at great length. So, first, I won. And then after that, I celebrated it by talking about how I won. Now, first, I won. How did and you then, win? What? How was the train? Uh, well, uh, they're like proper lightning and stuff. It was a triumph of modern British engineering. <laughs> I will say that. It is a firm vindication for the young men in the boiler suits. So well, it worked exactly well, like you'd expect men. a train in England to work. Precisely so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was here first, so it must have worked better than a barely held together collection of sticks just tossed into the sea and powered by. Power. Oh no, it was well good. I was I was climbing up to the mast. I was holding on. It was well fun. It wasn't so good when I was off the boat. That was less fun. I, but like on the boat, it was well good. I was balancing on stuff, jumping around. It was well good. I have to say, on balance, all three of you were significantly more alive than I had anticipated. Yes, we are. Uh, so, I probably call that a victory all round. Now, of course, your winnings will be factored into any future pay you may have, because, of course... Uh, well, oh, credit. No, not, not credit. No, it'd be credit for you, wouldn't it's a, it? It's a bonus. Or pay... Mm. Or, right, <laughs> given, given the fact that I have six gold left after having to pay to have my... Well, if you'd taken my financial advice, Mr. Smith, then you would have taken what was essentially an interest-free loan. Yes, but instead of being in debt... I don't know why I should be held responsible and made to suffer for the inadequate credit provisions that others may make. I could just fire you. With back pay, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> I've already met your lawyers. <laughs> They're far more interested in trying to pay your back pay. They are terrifying <laughs> and could be watching us right now, so I'm... I'd watch what you say. <laughs> I'll lend right. you the money's off. You will be paid the winnings as part of your bonus. It will be done in one lump sum when we next get a payday. If that means that I have to forego any pay myself, that is the case. But I currently do not have the money for the wager. Very well, well, I reserve the right to withdraw my labour, as is my right, at any given time. Sure. I feel these arrangements are not being fulfilled. In the future... Make sure that the person you're making a wager with is good for it. I'm aware you have a voice. Lots of it. So you were very well to uh, take that away. This is actually working out pretty well, I mean, isn't it? Look, he hasn't spoken for a whole ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so things are going well. <laughs> Presumably, Zolf and Sasha will need a bit of time to... I'm going to order an old-fashioned... Uh, I've ordered dinner, so it should be up in a, an hour or two, and I think we can head on to uh, Paris tomorrow morning, maybe? Yeah, I mean, from the way this place is built, I'm expecting some kind of self-brushing shower thing going on. Lots of, you know, because it's quite fancy outside. No? No one's going to... I'm not sure that's how showers work. <laughs> All right. Water tends to be involved. I believe that was your specialist area. It, it's one of those rather got more salt in it. <laughs> strange um, 
uh, bathrooms where the whole room is just a shower. What, a sauna? No. Wait, is there a flood? No. You'll a go swimming in there, pool. you'll see what I mean. Is it like a sewer? So we'll skip ahead. It's almost the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I look up from the cocktail menu. Oh, okay, all right. We will skip uh, ahead after everyone has uh, sampled the wet room, I believe was the word we were going for there. Certainly <laughs> um, the impression I was trying to convey. And the spirits cabinet. Like a normal bathroom where they forgot to build a bath. There is a mini bar, like an actually refrigerated mini bar that's available. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Refrigeration? Yeah, I know, that's right? That's special. <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, mention it that, Hamid, you, you recognise the magical techno babble behind it. We put this ice elemental in a box and then we get it <laughs> pretty, pretty much. It, you know what? Every time you open it, there's a little bit of a, a disgruntled sigh. <laughs> That's what it sounds like every time you open it. But, yeah, like a normal fridge, then. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's, like I said, it's quite an austere room, but not, not bad for it. It's just a bit, it's trying very hard to be cool. Minimalist. Yeah, minimalist. But we'll skip ahead. Putting my hand in, taking it out. Putting my hand in, <laughs> take it out. Oh, I am it, it's cold! <laughs> hand in, hand out. It's well cold! Hand in, <laughs> hand out, have another swig of the booze. <laughs> Ooh, Dram Dewey, this place is classy. We will skip to. All night this goes on. <laughs> we will skip hand to the in. following morning. You've all played Ooh, with all of the. You've played with all of the various knickknacks. <laughs> Each of your respective rooms, there were four rooms, each leaning onto this central lounge area. It's very, very flashy. Very, very flashy. And whilst it may not be a self-cleaning shower, there are a load of automated items in there. The lamps are not gas or anything. It's, it's electricity and with switches and so on. But yeah, we will say that you are now convening after a hearty breakfast, no doubt ordered by a room service, because who goes downstairs, am I right? Plebs, that's who. <laughs> Plebs and gravity. <laughs> and water if poured from the top of some stairs. And slinkies. That's true. Basically, Hacks. the ones that want to go down. No, I've answered your question quite comprehensively. Sorry, is, really. is, is Sasha being sneaky somewhere? I feel like that's what we're discussing. <laughs> yeah, more very <laughs> Non- nonetheless, you've just had breakfast and you are fresh and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for another day. So what's the best way to get to Paris? Is there a train or should we just get a carriage? Well... Good question. Oh, I think we need to... I think we should get a flying machine. I've seen some of them going past in the windows. I think we should totally get a flying machine. It'll be faster. It'll be cooler. They're much better suited for, for, for longer trips. I mean, it's only it's only a... Also, I'm just going to... Go on and go to record. She's going to put down the uh, front page of the newspaper with Terrible crash, seven <laughs> dead. <laughs> Maybe Gen- not. Genuine question. Did you order in a newspaper? Yes. Yes. Okay, who read it first? Well, I'm assuming me. Give me a perception, Rob. Is it in French? Uh, I speak French. Oh. Okay. I don't speak French. No. <laughs> no, I will order a copy of The Times, as well as the copy of that French one that I can't remember the name of. The Mom. Yeah, that's it. Right, so, uh, perception, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an eight. An eight. Yeah, French page news. Disaster in the tunnel. There's been already an inquiry in, at the British end for um, why the tunnel was running when he had received express orders in order to shut it down. Meritocratic investigations are in order. One carriage of people is still trapped in the middle. Teams are currently being sent down. However, due to the extent of the flooding, they're worried about the safety of the people in the tunnel having been in there that long. The entire station at the French end has been temporarily shut down. There are trains leaving in other directions, but all of the channel tunnel area is being closed down. And there are reports of um, power surges and all kinds of 
disasterness. So who wrote it? Is it a report we know? It's no one that you're aware of. Um, it, they're a high up name, but that's about it. It's, it's Jean not... Reporter. Well, this is this is in the Times. So oh, John Reporter. John Reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the? Is, is there an air crash story that I can open to? There is... We should probably get an airship from. Um... Paris to Prague, I think. I think that would be the best way to, to cross the mountains. I agree. I think that would be the best way to... What I'm... Like, yeah. Or I'd like... I'd quite like to see the mountains, like, close up. What do mountains look like? Right, right. For, well, for big. Place. Imagine a molehill if yeah. you're really close to it. What does a molehill look like? You must see moles. They're underground. Imagine a small pile of Not dirt. In... Imagine a small pile of dirt. Right. Then imagine a mole made that. Right. right that's okay. a molehill. Now imagine yeah. you were really close to it. Right. That's a mountain. Oh, and that cool. is basically geography. Yeah. Is there a giant mole and, in there? And there's some colouring in, of course. Yeah. Uh, right, so, Bertie, apart from endangering most of the tunnel... You Good know, there some, I think people these days are too coddled, There are still know? some people down there. Say again? There are still some people, there's a whole carriage of people down there. They're camping. They might drown. It's character building. Then they can learn to swim. I will add there was no mention of Bertie in the article. Some passengers attempted to make their way um, unaided and they repeated safety warnings that no one should ever leave trains, blah, 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 blah. I feel like with my whiz score, I can work out that's oh, probably yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you that one Especially when it was explicitly stated he's using the channel tunnel. <laughs> Bertie seizes the paper, reads the article. Didn't even get a name mention. That's ridiculous. Right. Look, at least when we did it, we only endangered our own lives, not those of... Other people. I endangered no lives other than my own worth saving. That is probably more troublesome a remark than if you just said, yes, I did. History will be my judge. Still, yep. Yeah, well. As you gesture with the paper, a small little fold-out um, lands on the ground, a which supplement. has, yes, a supplement, which has Bertie's shining face on it. Ooh, oh, look, the style section. <laughs> it Wait. is... Posing in, it's outside the sort of burning remains of Edison, so it's an older photo a little bit, but it's very, very flattering. It's sort of big, burly, <sighs> alpha male stands outside a burning building. What is that? This, this is what history looks like, Mr. Smith. Bertie, open it and read it. It's entitled Huffing and Puffing with Bertie McGuffingham. Huffing and puffing with Bertie McGuffin. I like how this starts. I think I'm going to enjoy reading this. Who wrote it? Where I would... It is written by Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde, you see. Now you see, Mr Smith, the benefits of taking a firm hand with the press. Remember, of course, I did... And moving that firm hand further down. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, Bertie. Yes, that's uh, right. the And then there's a certain amount of... Yes, huffing and puffing. Might we read the article? Yes. Um, also, remember... I did say that if he says anything that would jeopardise our uh, thing, I will drown him in a bucket, and I am going to keep him to that. Very well. So it's a two-page spread, and it's talking about... Uh, Only two pages. <laughs> an exclusive... What a supplement. <laughs> <laughs> a folded bit of paper. It is an exclusive with the leader of the uh, London Rangers. It's, it's explicit in that. It starts with uh, sort of... How heroic they were in something, but who yeah. who are the who are the people behind the party? Mm. It has very little to do with any other people. Um, Hamid's briefly mentioned, as is Sasha, but Sasha's not even mentioned by name. It is just there is a a, a mysterious female figure. Blah 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 blah. blah. It doesn't All go right, that. That's me. I'm a mysterious <laughs> female figure. I'm like a question mark. However, <laughs> in a body, you're like an enigma. Yeah. Wrapped in mystery. Mystery. Oh, Yes. And uh, and fog. <laughs> 
flowing down the stairs like a midnight like, slinky. Like dark grey velvet. <laughs> yeah. Fits into shadows. He's really by captured it. your essence by not describing you at all. <laughs> <laughs> What, what is interesting is that when you're reading it, there's a very certain slant towards almost caricature. I don't mean negative caricature, it's just Hamid is very much billionaire playboy almost. And Sasha is the mysterious female figure who's fixing situation, blah, blah, blah. And Zolf is the um, cantankerous but lovable um, muscle, uh, is I think you referred to. And it's, it's very playing up sort of stereotypes. See that, Mr. Smith? You're lovable. You know, lovable. But it says, it goes on very to say... So. Um, I found that about myself, actually. <laughs> it's very clearly implying that the tete-a-tete led to more physical things. It's not crass or anything like that, but it is very explicitly going on to talk about Bertie McGuffingham. Who is the man? Who is he? And it paints him as the biggest pussycat ever. He's an adorable, sort of really, really, really caring, really, really loving man. Some people would say that it gets oh, in the way of his work. that you take a soft touch to most situations. Uh, you've got a very delicate hand in steering Can difficult and well, awkward stuff. Definitely not with regards to tables. Yeah. Can everyone give me a wisdom, just a flat wisdom check? <laughs> Three minus one is two. <laughs> Sixteen. Yep. Fourteen. Eleven. Okay. So, Bertie, as far as you're concerned, it's a humanising article. Yeah. And what it really does That's is, how Bertie was going to interpret it anyway. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it basically is just saying that not only are you a hero, you're a good man. Mm. You're a kind man. Mm. A gentleman. A nurturing man. If I could nuzzle and suckle a forest fawn while going, I would. I would. <laughs> I can't all the time. Didn't you try and suckle... Brutal back in the Dover hotel that time when I when I walked in as you were preparing the legal case. Sasha, meanwhile, you reading it are there's definitely more at play here. Having had less experience with like the reporter side of things and that I kind of satire. <laughs> basically, it's clear that he's not getting the whole thing and you're going, it's it's not it's not openly critical, but it's certainly there's more to it than that. For Hamid and Zolf, it's a bit clearer for you guys that as it goes on, it's clear that it's slowly almost becoming a piece of satire, and it's also implying that he's dim. And that what he's trying to disguise by being kind is that he's thick as two planks. But it is it's not overtly critical it's not saying he's a terrible terrible person but it is just a case of and the reason that he you could say he's huffing and puffing is maybe it's to cool his brains maybe it's because he cares a lot who knows but at least he's there and it's yeah. it's actually oh, it almost it demeaning you, it says it sees you uh that you see the best in all situations even when they're slamming you repeatedly over the head with a hammer that's nice isn't it mm. <laughs> i really hope this doesn't affect our business and i'll take a break there and come back in a couple of minutes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> right. Hello, adventurers. Uh, Zolf Smith here, cleric of Poseidon and leader of the London Rangers. Are you stuck in a rut? Bored of the same old routine? Wondering if there isn't something more to life? Well, guess what? There is! Become an adventurer with Rusty Quill today and live the life you always dreamed of. Adventure. Excitement. Adventure. Treasure. Adventure. Travel. Adve- oh, for God's sake. Enough! No. No, I'm not reading anymore. It's complete rubbish! Now, look here. I don't care how much you're paying. This is absolute twaddle. I wouldn't use this script to patch a leak. Being an adventurer isn't like that. It's awful. It's wet, tiring, smelly, thankless, dangerous, and no one in their right mind want to do it. People die. Sometimes more than once. (sighs) Fine. Look, this rusty quill thing, whatever it is, is getting bigger, and they're looking for more staff. Apparently there was a goblin attack or something. I don't know. If you're interested then drop them an email to mail at Rusty Quill and let them know. Be sure to mention your skills and provide links to any work online you've done. I wouldn't expect much in the way of loot, but uh, for what it's worth, they do seem like a decent lot. Mad as hat as mine, but none of them seem worth a drowning. So yeah, to summarise, help, mail at Rusty Quill, mad as hat as. 
Right, we're done here. Get this thing out of my face. And welcome back. Now, there is one other thing, which is just after the uh, two-page cover, there is what appears to be a potentially slightly illicit image, as in something that was taken, probably without Bertie being aware that it was being taken, anything like that, and it's it's Bertie down in his in, in his undergarments, almost sort of pouting, and he's very, very... What's the word? It's sort of like there's a feather boa involved. There's nothing explicit about it, but nonetheless, it's quite... It's an candid, unassuming position. It's quite candid, unassuming, and almost certainly a reason everyone will be laughing because there's some armour there, but not all of it. So is it the kind of thing that suggests, I mean, not just homosexual activity, which Bertie would be fine with, is it more of a sort of, this is a candid moment of too much romantic softness? What I'd say about the picture is it's very, very clear that in, in the situation that the photo has been taken, Bertie McGoffingham is not in charge. He's very, very clearly. It looks like it looks like Bertie's. It looks like Bertie, whoever took that photo, had Bertie wrapped around their little finger. It's almost as if you won the bet. <laughs> <laughs> He's proper quiet. It is, I think. Well, it's not my job for him. Might not have to drown him after all. Anyway, back to business. I think. Uh, having seen this picture, this is on the page over. So we've read the glowing article. You read the glowing article. We're like, oh, that was great. One more turn. Ah, mm. ah. And Bertie goes very quiet. I think we'll just put that away. I'll take the supplement away. Put it inside the paper. Fold the paper see... up. Throw it out the window. <laughs> there was that bit about the wonderful air machine to read. Um, that was cr- it crashed. Um, I have yeah, to but say, you can see all the uh, guts of it. All the like cogs and stuff. We can probably Probably. visit a hangar at some point when we've got some time. I I have to say, Bertie, um, Wilde does have something of a reputation for uh, skewering the upper classes. Um, It seems that he's willing to take take that into his personal life as well as his uh, playwriting. Um, Perhaps it would be better to... uh... Murder Oscar Wilde! (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't think... I will slice him open and bathe in his blood! That seems to me like a slight... I will show him the importance of being honest. (laughs) Overreaction. As well as the fact that that will still be a big old crime and you will be arrested for murdering him. And I, for one, will not lie about the fact that you just shouted you're going to split him open and bathe in his blood. Well, maybe he went for a little paddle and maybe he fell over. The best revenge, Bertie, would be to be accomplish great feats and show him how wrong he was. Also, I'm actually actually warming to this Mr Wilde now, am I? I will bide my time. I will bide my time. I am watching you, Mr Wilde. Really? Where is he? <laughs> anyway, uh, this is great. You just keep shutting up. It's all, fantastic. Yes, I, I think are there I, any tables nearby? Uh, there are. But he smashes the table with his fist really hard. I'm gonna have to get you to do the roll. That's fine. <laughs> he's unarmed. He's just he's very cross. Nineteen. For oh. once, <laughs> for once, you successfully destroy a table. This bare fists. There's a cutting table. The table. This minimalist style just isn't as sturdy as the the old-fashioned ones you get in Britain. Uh, anyway, one of a kind stuff made of sort of exquisite fractal, kind of black and white. Like it's it's bare and it's. One of the advantages of fractal tables is if you smash it to bits, all of the bits look like a table. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
All that fun and games aside, next steps. We could get a train to Paris and then we could tie Oscar Wilde to the rails before we leave yeah, the station. Yeah, I, I think actually, genuine question. Are we all okay at the moment? You seem to be harbouring a lot of mm. even more rage than usual. And uh, you two almost drowned. I was just wondering if you 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 doing No, okay. it was great. It was yeah. like, was that, is that what sea crossings are always like? <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> yes, ne- next time we do a, 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 a sea voyage, I'd... Ru- Rather something a little uh, larger, yeah. um, a, a proper ship, perhaps. I yeah. wasn't that keen on like the bit where I was underwater, but the stuff where I was running around on the mast and like climbing up, it, yes. it was well good. It was like being underground, but different. Let's let's get on the uh, train to Paris. Yes, I think we probably should just take it nice and steady. So you've already settled up. You head out of the hotel through Calais. There are still some people chuckling when they see Bertie. A couple of them um, will refer to this pull-out article, sort of compare it to Bertie, and then show it to other people and chuckle. It's not quite the sort of scene it was yesterday. Obviously, sort of these kind of fad things tend to burn out quite quickly. I would say the French seem to have very little in the way of tact. That said, walking through, as you get closer to the station, especially for Sasha, because your only reference is London, it's definitely technologically a lot more advanced. There's plenty of these apparently sort of mechanical men walking around. They're not a patch on the simulacrum. Like, it'd be the equivalent of seeing, you know, the Colossus of Rhodes versus a normal statue when, you, when you're talking about the scale of workmanship involved. But certainly, they're, they're sort of walking around carrying they're things. Probably clockwork. Yeah, yeah, like they, they, they appear look, they to be. They look quite, yeah, whereas the simulacrum was, you know. It was an enormous, elaborate, gold-edged. Person, you know. Adamantine, yeah. But the, um, there's like automated carriages, things like that. So heading to the station, you see an entire section of it is blocked off with tape. It looks like there's an expeditionary force who are preparing to go down into the tunnel. Loads of gear and equipment, uh, hard hats with lights, the whole nine yards. They even appear to have in tow a couple of earth elementals who are sort of um, being sort of commandeered by like engineering mage type people. It's, it looks like a major, major Daddy, operation. Where did it go? It wouldn't sell me a ticket. Right. <laughs> and that doesn't explain anything. So we'll skip ahead and say that you managed to get on the line heading in towards Paris. Yep. And it's very familiar. It's very similar to the one that you took in order to get to Dover in the first place. Basic oh, carriages, Sasha, the same setup for food and so Sasha on. Sasha thinks that she's totally winning this and knows which buttons to press for food. Oh, yeah, she does. But they might be slightly different arrangements. <laughs> At she one might point, end up with bits of water, like pouring out of the side of a thing into what should be a jug, but she's put a plate there, and then the roast dinner is everywhere. And then <laughs> there, like, there is the a cleaner brief... turns up, but they've not opened the door behind her head, and it gets knocked There's down. a brief period where you are trying to drink bouillabaisse from a glass, let's say, things like that. Bouillabaisse? <laughs> it's fish stew. Oh, sounds nice. It is. <laughs> but Sasha does love seafood. So. Yeah, and it's like, water tastes really weird in France. <laughs> <laughs> But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> is it. So is it just like a dispenser thing? It's the same as before. So there's a table, there is a pentagram in the middle, and you're able to push various symbols around the table and various dishes appear with various food in them. And there are glasses and so on in a cabinet that you can sure. use. Bertie presses a button. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. You get more bouillabaisse. <laughs> <laughs> Some more, another glass of water, young lady. <laughs> so fill in this water. <laughs> now we've got a bit of time. What are we actually doing in France? So, um, so I, I, well, I think there's three things, really. I, I know, Sasha, you wanted to look for your friend who, who might be in Paris. I remember the, the, the curator of the British Museum gave, gave us a package to deliver. Um, but of course, the uh, the uh, notebook that w- was the re- 
really the key to everything, um, mentioned a, a few um, a cafes uh, and time spent with a, a man named Francois. Right, yeah. Um, oh yeah. And so we were going to try and track down that lead and see if we could work out anything about the, the writer of the notebook who uh, probably also built the simulacrum. Yeah. So th th those three things, basically. I suppose we should probably start off with the British Museum. That, that should be quite quick, quick I, I think. Yeah. The only one we know where they are. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know where they'll be keeping Brock. And like, they kept us underground for like 20 years, so I don't... Is there anything we need to know about this guy that, that might come up and might put people in? He's a good guy. And I thought he was dead. Maybe... I still don't really trust that he isn't. He just disappeared one day. Right, so you don't know who he might be with or? Well, apart from one of those creepy guys in the hats, not hats, the whole hood, those hoods. Hood, yeah. Like, they, yeah. And I've never seen one of them before. I don't know what Barrett's getting himself into. If he's trying to expand out from London, first place I'd look would be underground, catacombs and things like that. That's right. where he's safest well as we know at home. we are quite good at killing things from the Frisian catacombs so right yeah sounds great do you think the guys in the hoods were from the catacombs what do they have down there I don't know but they definitely gave off a spooky vibe yeah um, we'll have to be careful then but yeah if we go to the outboard Nataris first as that happens we'll say that you start coming in sight of um, Paris the train that you're on it's clearly not just been made with speed in mind They've built it to raise up slowly over a period so that as you're coming into Paris, you're coming from a raised position so you get sort of a, a vista over Paris Very before it comes pretty. back down. It's, there's a certain element of presentation which is maybe missing uh, in London that's present in Paris the sense of very true in the <laughs> sense that like, L London tries to be grand but ultimately it defers to functionality and that's kind of the way it goes certainly here whereas in Paris in was built on purpose your, your, <laughs> your, yeah, your impressions of France certainly Sasha who's never been here before it's, it's got something extra that you never realised was really missing Paris never suffered any of the uh, disasters that London did yeah thanks Tesla and as it's powering along, you can see the vista. The first thing that we'll notice is, I'll do this from Sasha's perspective because she's the one who's never seen it. The rest of you will have seen it maybe once or twice or in Hamid's case, a few times. quite a few times. The first thing that you'll notice is the Eiffel Tower. However, it's not the Eiffel Tower here. It goes about three quarters of the way up and it appears, even from this distance, full of buildings built into the actual struts but not brick, not work, anything like that. If anything, it looks like a vertical shanty town. The rest of you will know it as Eiffel's Folly. It is about three quarters, like I said, three quarters of the size, and it appears, even from this distance, to have a, a bustling community living in it, like in the actual tower. Are there flying machines around? Yes. Right. There are plenty of like gyropters and airships and so on going through the air. See, we should have taken a gyrocopter. Look at them. Like if we got there, we could have lost. We could have landed on that like pointy thing in the middle, and then they'd have been well friendly. I'm sure. I bet they speak the kind of French I can understand. Seven dead, Sasha. Like just a crash yesterday. Let's. I know statistics. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yes. No. <laughs> the, the, the larger airships are much safer than the small ones. It's, it's much better to get one of the major intercity routes of, in the large zeppelins. The, the gyrocopter is still an experimental system. They haven't worked out all the kinks yet. So yeah, with the gyropters, they're certainly faddish. 
They've only really come in in the last couple of years, and anyone who has any money has been buying one, and the number of accidents has been huge. I just want to appraise those mechanisms. <laughs> those, I just want to like line up all the cogs, look at them, like how one cog is different from another. See if there's like, oh, something slightly different on that one. Maybe it's a collector's cog, and get totally like she would collect cogs. So what the rest of the party will be aware of, because it's common knowledge, is the reason it was called Eiffel's Folly is it was originally built as, as, as a monument, and then he was found to be embezzling enormous amounts of funds, and the entire construction of it was a bit of a, a, bit of a nightmare, and so it stopped. However, as Paris continued to grow and develop, and because and they're trying so hard to be like the pinnacle of money and power and, and influence, Obviously, all of the poor slowly get squeezed into small and small areas. Long story short, they began squatting in the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. till eventually it became its own vertical shanty town. Was there a loophole where they weren't allowed to congregate on the ground, and so <laughs> they ended up going higher and higher? There was now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you end up with what's mostly the Eiffel Tower, but it's chock full. It's the it's it's an eyesore of Paris because all the rest of it is gleaming, it's shining, it's 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 everything that London wishes it could be apart from this one sort of eyesore, which it's is... A single ugly reminder of yeah. poor people. Oh, there's there's only that many poor people in Paris. They just they put them all in one tower, and that's it. No, no, no other poor people. Also looking... I wonder if they sell, like, sky eels there? Like, and if they taste different, sort of cloudy. Sky eels. <laughs> I've heard about sky <laughs> <laughs> Moving on through the rest of the vista, you notice what the rest of you will know as Arc de l'ordinateur. Basically it's Arc de Triomphe, but it was built as a monument to the greatest technological marvel that people have ever achieved. And it's the formal entrance to anyone who's seeking to use the ordinateurs is at the Arc de Triomphe, or as I was saying, the Arc de l'ordinateur. And finally there is the Louvre, which is, even from this distance, you can still see a lot of the buildings, there is a good 60 foot statue of all of the meritocrats together it's it's considered a wonder of the world for people to come see the detailing of it's meant to be the greatest masters worked on it as a sign of thanks for all of the work that the meritocrats did and it's a it's a big tourist attraction but it's visible even from here because it towers over the buildings that surround it in that main square and again the rest of paris you have lots of clear straight roads lots of traffic even as you're coming in via a viaduct really busy, busy as London, but there's huge amounts of technology, there's huge amounts of magical creatures moving around, multiple races. It's an order of magnitude more impressive than anything that you've got in Britain, really. Right, well. I thought London was pretty good after other London, but it's nice to know there's other good cities. Yeah, well, this one wasn't washed away. There's a a lot of uh, impressive cities in the world. Um, You should see Prague uh, and Cairo, (laughs) which... Both of which we're going to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Doing a bit of a whist stop tour, aren't we? Yes, I mean, there's going to be the uh, detour to Svalbard, which uh, may not be quite so impressive. Although, there will be a lot of snow. Which well, probably haven't oh, seen be a lot of you. snow before. A lot more sea. Oh, we'll probably have to get an airship. They don't. So there'll be, there'll be an airship through a storm. Oh, hopefully not. That sounds amazing. <laughs> no. At which point you pull into the station. <laughs> well, we better find ourselves a hotel. Um... I suggest we don't find the most expensive one in Paris, like we did in Dover or Calais. Should we maybe... <laughs> At the record show... James <laughs> so did sad. Bertie's face, and Bertie's face looks like agony. <laughs> the second best? No. <laughs> Keep going. Um, Everyone uh, give me a perception oh. check. There are roles in this game, though. 20. Not natural. 
16 minus 1 is 15. 19. 10. Clearly, oh, 11. Oh, 11. Cle- clearly hammered. It's been a while since he's been in such a bustling cultural uh, hub. Just distracted by all the memory. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's weekend. The rest of you notice, as you're heading out across the platform discussing things and heading out towards the main entrances and so on, there is obviously large amounts of these mechanical men walking around. Uh, one of them is stood holding a sign, a lot of filigree on it, which says, Sasha Racket. If you look at that mechanical man compared to the rest, he's, he's stunning. Like, perfectly made, very clean lines and so on. Clearly like a premium model. It's the equivalent of a Corvette compared to some old banger in the kind of style that we're talking. Very, very sleek. And he's there holding it, holding a sign that says Sasha Racket. Look, young lady, that robot's got the same name as you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> have, you, have you never been to a station? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Uh, that's going to be dangerous. What? Oh, oh! Yeah, sh- big shiny robot, Sasha's name. It doesn't Raise appear a lot. to be reacting to the fact that Sasha's there. Raise a lot of questions. You should probably be on guard. Sasha, if you want to leave this one on, we'll be here. Got your back. I'd, I'd rather not. I think yeah, someone else yeah, but should it's be... Yeah, it's seen you. It's not... It's got your name. Someone else should maybe go and... You could pretend to be me, Hamid. Oh. I'll do it. I'm a master of disguise. I don't think Wait, that's no, a I... very good idea. I'll go and talk to the robot. For reference for all of the party, apart from Sasha, who will have run into these before, they are not capable of speech. The best that they can do is deliver messages and take orders, but they would not be able to explain themselves. Sorry, so just, just barely know that. Yeah, you'll have you'll have okay. run into like you're aware of them. I mean, a couple of the really high up lords in Britain will have had one as a as a sort of show of wealth yeah. or whatever. But they can't speak. They can only do chores like take orders or deliver messages. So if someone gave it a message to hand over, but that's the best you'll get. We should go and see what it wants at least. Yeah, I, I go up and reach the robot in French. I assume it's a French robot. <laughs> it looks down impassively at you. I think he needs to talk to Sasha. It seems, it seems likely. You should probably just get a message from him. I'm hiding somehow behind all of the rest of you and quite. I'm amazing. Yes, relative heights. behind okay. Bertie. Do you, do you want to just ignore this and walk on? She somehow manages to hide from Zolf and Hamid, despite the fact that they might be standing on either side of her. Mm-hmm. All right, Sa- Sasha, where? <laughs> okay, tap me on the shoulder if you want to just leave this and ignore it. I mean, it might be from. <laughs> it might be from. Don't sneak up on me like that. Yeah, somehow got sort of blended into the filigree on one of the pillars. <laughs> you, you just adopted a position like a falcon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beat me to that one. <laughs> yeah. It might. It might be about Brock though. Well, it's up to you. It seems quite likely. Of course, he'll have been listening the whole time. Like, okay, I asked the robot in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, all so what's, what's up, it, Mr. Robots? It looks How are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, can they talk? No, 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 what's but it should rec- recognise you. It looks what down at Sasha for a moment, what tilts its head, and then it takes the sign that says Sasha Racket, folds it, puts it in a sort of chest compartment, and pulls out a single small card. Okay. Uh, it okay. says, uh, you are cordially invited to La Triomphe. The Triumph. 
Right. The ordinate. Does anyone have a knowledge local apart from Sasha? Because Sasha would take need to take some time. Yeah, I've got knowledge history. Knowledge history would work actually. I have knowledge history as well. Both of you give me knowledge history. Cool. Natural twenty. Oh, okay. Well, just later. I'll say that Bertie knows this because it makes sense. Like you had an ex-boyfriend that was well into Paris. They just kept whispering sweet somethings about Paris. You didn't know what it was. Whispering sweet facts. Did you know? Bourbon monarchies bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> so what you know of La Triomphe is it is the most expensive hotel in Paris. In fact, it is at the sort of square surrounding the um, Arc de l'Ordinateur. And it is an extremely old institution. And it was one of the first things that the meritocrats were reforming was it was things like if there were brothels or anything, seed or anything like that, is they, they were like, no, we're not having this in, in the city. And that was one which started as a sort of a, a bawdy house and then has transformed over the course of the centuries now into the premier establishment. Diplomats will stay here, ambassadors will stay there. And certainly it will be, it will make anything that you stay there up to now a pale imitation. So for me, it's an old hotel. For you, it's th- there's an old hotel which is in the centre of Paris. For you, there's an entire mystique attached to it. There's many, many this of the... This is how your ex-boyfriend used to kind of make the... Past the evenings was just whispering about luxury. Yes, it's the poor play telling yeah. about expensive hotels. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the bills come are written on velvet silk <laughs> and tied around waiters' necks in neckties, and they you, nuzzle you so you. that you can read it and sign at the bottom with a golden quill. <laughs> just still attached to the swan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a name that people have dropped in conversation previously just to show off. Yeah. Uh, Right. I think we should go here. I think we should definitely go here. We should definitely take up that invitation. That sounds great. Uh, Sasha, in favour. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good. No, no you count too. Sasha has hidden behind it's, a pillar oh, again. Uh, like, Sasha, it's, it's, she's gone. Sasha, it's, it's a hotel. Oh, right. It's not like the win. Like, he's won. Okay. Like, I poke out from behind a hotel. I'm behind you, actually, Zom. Yeah. I'm uh, behind Zom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, all right. So we can not just a hotel. The hotel. It is the hotel. La Hotel. Uh, Oh, the, the one I said we shouldn't go to. I, I suppose if we've been invited, I'm just a bit worried that the expenses on this trip are spiraling, but with an invitation, if, I'm sure it will be fine. It should be. Uh, yeah. Sasha begins to lead the way in a direction that somehow, despite not knowing the geography of Paris, is the exact opposite away from the thing. Uh, all right, we're going this, this way. The mechanical man reaches out and puts his hand on your shoulder, non-threatening at all, and just gently gestures for you to head towards um, a carriage. He leads you out. Ooh, and arranged transportation too. He, How thoughtful. He opens, this is getting more and more sinister. He opens a carriage door. The carriage is again sleek, incredibly expensive. This isn't sinister. This utterly is very automa- charming and welcoming. It's utterly it's automated. Fantastic. Why would anyone spend this kind of money if they didn't have bad intentions? Basically that. He I just spent on money. Sasha. I bought her. You're part of that world. She's not. Why would they do this? This is sinister. They're, beyond God. They're, they're obviously going to eat me. They nonetheless, the, not the mechanical man gestures. Wrong. I look at Bertie and <laughs> <laughs> try to not consider all, my... Yeah, Bertie doesn't get the irony of that out of <laughs> Not all rich people at all. I mean, I know many. Right, 
Okay, we'll, this we'll conversation, okay. we'll, I'm guessing... We'll stay, we'll stay Can alert. Can I do a sneak roll for inside the carriage? Because I <laughs> don't want to be there. I'm going to give you a natural 20. Okay. Because I feel like when the stakes are that high, you'd pull it out. Yeah, I just <laughs> vanish. Still there, you just can't see me. It's like in Skyrim, I've crouched. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's gone. She's there gone. are loads yeah. of baskets over our heads. <laughs> we'll say the carriage moves off. It is silent. The suspension's perfect. It's like you're sitting on a cloud. And going through Paris... Um, it takes a sort of scenic route. Everyone's moving out of the way. The, the roads are very clearly for vehicles. The pavements are very clearly for people. It's far more um, clean and efficient. And it moves through. It takes a slightly scenic route down many boulevards and things like that. This will have been the longest that any of you have gone without hearing obnoxiously naive questions yeah. <laughs> in days. I will be sitting in uh, broody, concerned sure. silence. It leads, worried. it leads to the square where the uh, Arc de l'Ordinateur is. Champs-Elysees. Yes. And then it pulls in outside of an extremely large, very old build hotel. There is a, a human footman at the door. Um, the carriage is opened at a red carpet leading up the steps into the main entrance. Ah, they knew I was coming. I've, in the carriage, I've obviously prestigitated myself to look absolutely immaculate and uh, dressed myself in proper evening attire. So sure. I'm now wearing quite a fancy tuxedo. Sure. You've got all the magic items you'll ever need, don't you? <laughs> sleeves of changing my outfit instantly. Like, yeah. they're, they're just, I remember reading them on the PFSRD and was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Want. Tip. <laughs> Top of shopping list. Sasha has rearranged all of her daggers. <laughs> so, and naturally... I'll, I'll offer to do anyone's hairstyle and, if anyone feels the need for it. And winded up her spring-loaded wrist cheese. So naturally, um, everyone else... Bertie... The gilding's helping, but nonetheless you are in armour. The only one who looks vaguely in the right place right now is Hamid. But I'm battle ready. Pre presumably you're heading up and in. Uh, I, well, I'll wait for either the posh people or Sasha to go first. So they uh, they open the door. The footman gives a bit of a look at everyone else. Uh, but nonetheless opens the door. I, I thank him. Percy um, tips him. I, uh, I add an invitation. Uh, the gentleman at the desk says, May I take the name, please? Uh, naturally, he, by the way, he's speaking in French. Uh, the only time you're going to be hearing big accents is if Bertie's desperately trying to figure out how the continent works. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, is that the same as him saying, like, What are you called then, mister? Uh, well, yes, I suppose so. Right, okay. Name. Okay, name. Gotta learn proper French. Um, <laughs> Sasha Rackett. His eyes widen. His manner completely changes. He stands up very, very straight. He immediately ushers um, about six helpers in and he goes, Madam, I am so, so very glad that you are here. Um, we have prepared everything for you exactly as we've been understood to lead it. Um, I was also instructed to pass on this message to you. And let us say again that we have never been so, uh, so honoured. And thank you very much. Very much. I'm a thousand percent more worried. I, I turn to Zolf and go, okay, now I'm suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand anything that's going on. He just understands there's a lot of faff and fuss being made of somebody near him. So he assumes that the hotel staff have assumed that uh, Sasha is in some way part of his domestic entourage and they're making a fuss of her as a way of honouring him by proxy. I should turn look at you very seriously. Are you part of ex-Russian aristocracy? I don't know! <laughs> Okay. You're currently holding an envelope. Um, okay. Uh, I look at all of you and it doesn't occur to... Right. Okay. I take out a dagger <laughs> and uh, slice the envelope open. There is another filigree card, much like the message that was handed to you by the automatic man. It just says, um, Dear Sasha, I thought you'd like this. There is then a small piece of paper in there and it's signed Brock. It's a typed letter, not written. 
Sasha hands it over to Zolf because she cannot speak. Yeah. That's... Do you open the attached paper? Right. No, don't open the attachment. Don't do it. No, I open the bit of paper. Um, Sorry, I thought it takes. That yeah, was all it, of it. it takes a moment um, as you're reading through it. It appears it's a receipt. Someone has held the presidential suite of La Triomphe for Sasha Rackett in perpetuity. The bill has been paid. It is a figure that. The zeros carry on as the receipt is made extra long for it. The amount of money paid for it is the most insanely huge figure any of you, like even Hamid, by your standards, you're in the thing where you know the amount of security that will be yeah. required to even make this kind of a transfer. It's a huge amount Hamid of looks money. Stu- absolutely stunned. So looks like Brock's doing well for himself. I, well, he can't have been though. He would have come back for me. Bertie is speechless. Extrude the fornicating bed. (laughs) 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 And I think we'll close that. (laughs) So, yeah, I I thought that might catch you all a bit unawares. It did catch you unawares. Intrigue. And finally, we're in Paris. Well, another good episode. I no think one we'll... drowned. No one drowned. In fact, I Tune have to say... next week. Yeah. <laughs> out of all of the episodes, that's probably had the least dice rolls out of any episode yeah. we've yeah. ever done. It's a big talky one. Mm. Well, I think we'll close there, like I said, and we hope everyone tunes in next week for yet more exciting adventures. I bet that the presidential suite is full of water. <laughs> yeah. Probably how it's going to No, it's just out. full of presidents. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Ben made out of presidents. Yeah. <laughs> you just you pull a moustache and the light goes on over. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. The entire station at the at the front. <laughs> like she would collect cogs, uh, trade word. cogs. Yeah. Uh, play a little game with cogs where you put them in piles yeah. and then you yeah. try and flip cogs with other cogs. Yeah, and then you yeah. trade yeah. cogs yeah. in a like in a sort of like top in, in like packs of Doritos. But yeah. you get them for free and they're a bit of plastic wrapping around them. I feel that there would be more to it than I feel pops. like if this it conversation carries probably... on, you're going to be able to narrow down the year that this campaign's based in. There's going to be a 90 <laughs> in there somewhere. <laughs> well, actually, a cog shape would make, like, it's a bit like Pogs, it's a bit like Hero Clicks. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> okay. You're currently holding an envelope. My hands are trembling, so it's making a kind of quivery noise. There's thrum. Do you want to thrum? It's a huge envelope made out of That might be too much. Yeah, like, That's how much yeah, our hands were. Quivering. We're trying to give Alex as little work as possible while his uh, while there are goblins infesting rusty towers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 